Hello, this is the inaugural, did I say that right? Inaugural? Inaugural? Inaugural. I think that's a word. Okay. Well, uh, the first episode of the Kaiju Transmissions podcast, um, this is something that we've batted around for a long time, uh, and uh, we're finally, finally doing it. Um, you may know me from several podcasts. Uh, I host If It Bleeds, We Can Kill It on the Slow Hand Radio Network. I've uh, also showed up on Hillbilly DVD Reviews, Second Run, um, Movie Wars, and this is the newest edition of the family. And with me is a newcomer to podcasting. That's our, our I guess I should say my name, right? Yeah, you probably yeah. should do that. Um, I am Kyle Bird, better known as Bird in the podcasting world. Uh, and um, why don't you go ahead and uh, and introduce yourself, sir? Who who am I? Who am I co-hosting with? This is uh, Matt Parmley, aka Hybrid Gojira, on pretty much every forum that I've ever been on. And this will be my first time really doing any sort of uh, podcast. So I'm excited about it and slightly terrified all at the same time. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, and, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's just the <laughs> internet. Yeah, well, you know, if you read on the internet, then it must be true. That's, that's what people <laughs> tell me anyway. Um, now, Matt, uh, you've wanted to do... You, you were really kind of... This, this, the whole idea of, of you being on a podcast was... You want to do a kaiju podcast for how long now? Like, I remember it's, it's, you talking about this like years ago. Yeah, it's it's been a couple years for sure. I've wanted to. Uh, I, I've honestly had a secret passion to be on the radio, but my voice would not be on the radio. So a podcast would be the second closest thing. And obviously, I love I love kaiju, love Godzilla. So this is uh, hopefully going to turn into something pretty awesome for both myself and for you, and yeah. hopefully for, for the people listening to it. Yeah, that's. It's all about the people. Yep. Um, yep. Now, uh, so uh, the general format is going to be not much different from, you know, if you listen to any of the other stuff that I, I do, not too much different from that. We'll go over a little bit of news, just uh, kind of what we've been up to, what's what's new, and then um, we'll get into a main topic. Um, now, I guess we were kind of making the, wanting this to be a fairly all-encompassing uh, look at Japanese science fiction movies and television, um, anything with giant monsters, uh, and really anything in that kind of general wheelhouse. So not just the Godzillas and the Gamoras, but, you know, we're talking about different, um, like, Toho horror movies or... Um, you know, uh, I guess Japanese superhero TV shows, or even something like Jurassic Park, or Ray Harryhausen, it all kind of is going to fall into the same wheelhouse here. Um, so we, we, we kind of want to be your source for all things um, uh, giant monster related or Japanese science fiction related, um, but obviously a special emphasis on the uh, kaiju stuff, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And I'm looking forward to uh, especially some of the stuff with like Power Rangers, Jurassic Park. Um, I think Power Rangers had some some pretty interesting news come out today. Do you see the, the Rita Repulsa thing? Yeah, what, what we'll, we'll use that? that as a, a segue into uh, a couple bits of news. Yeah, so 
the first picture the first picture of Elizabeth Banks as Rita Repulsa is has hit the net and I, I don't really understand what's happening. People are losing their minds. Um, I don't know. Like my whole thing was just like who, like who cares? Like, yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was kind of like, yeah, this is the thing, and 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 I moved on pretty quickly, and then I saw a lot of people uh, arguing about it. So, like, it, like oh. no, it 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 doesn't look like the show, but yeah. I don't know how they're going to make, like, I, I don't know how they would take that character and make it into a movie. I mean, the, sh- the show came out, what, the early 90s? That that specific yeah. show was released here in, like, 93-ish, I think. And trying to remake her character. And I, I guess the whole deal is they're trying to make it a little grimdark, so to speak. Um, the rumor now is that she's supposedly tied to the Green Ranger somehow, and that's why her costume is all green. So I, I was fine with it. Um, but everybody was was pretty uh, apparently pissed off. So I don't, I'm not. Well, really I, sure. I mean, it's not like I get it. Like you know, you you don't want to make things too Hollywood, or you don't want it to look too serious, or or whatever. But like that, that's such a stupid costume to begin with. Yeah, I mean, if, the, <laughs> if she had, had like a massive headdress, like she was straight back in the Hunger Games again, then it's not, <laughs> not going to work. Yeah, and like the sh- the big like uh, like Madonna cones on her boobs, like <laughs> uh, like yeah. I I I guess they could have tried to do like a mo- a little bit like to- more toned down version of that, but really, who I don't know, who cares? Like that, there's no way a modern audience is gonna like want to watch a movie with a villain that's dressed like that i'm <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. i'm far more interested to see if I, I think the rumor is that goldar is supposed to be in the movie I, i'm more interested to see what they do with the zords and, and with the power ranger costumes that that would be where my interest level is going to be at because if they screw those up then they're, my interest then they're level just in the stupid gonna, like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. hard to screw up but i eh, i mean michael Bay did do that with transformers so you figure something similar could happen here but who knows oh yeah yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what. And and the Ninja Turtles too. Oh God, those, those the Ninja Turtle designs were the probably the. I can't think of a word that describes how terrible the turtle designs are. But the new movie looks at least semi interesting. They're terrifying. Yeah, they they look pretty bad. But speaking <clears throat> of terrifying, that Kong trailer that that just dropped, what from the Netflix series series, I. I don't even know what to make of that. No, either. I guess the, I think the whole series is actually up now. I might watch the I might watch the first episode, but I doubt I'll get further than that. I don't know what. I, I, does anyone even know about this? Like, there's a, a straight to Netflix King Kong like animated CG animated series where like like what's the con- I don't even really understand the concept. Like a, a kid befriends an ape that grows that that's Kong and he grows massive and fights dinosaurs that apparently shoot lasers. That's robotic sci I, I don't know. That's the whole concept behind the show and they're in like San Francisco or something I, th- I think. I, and, it just looks bad. And I'm I get so confused anytime there's like a King Kong related anything and like I don't really understand like what's going on with that character because as far as I know that his rights aren't in the public domain but like Warner Brothers and Legendary are doing the movie and then this is like uh I think Sony Netflix cuz it's it's produced by Avi Arad everybody's favorite who if, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know Avi Arad he's pretty much responsible for 
there that dark period of time where like ninety percent of the uh, movies based on Mar- Marvel comic books were terrible. Like, like before like iron man like he's he's responsible for all that he's responsible for ruining spider-man 3 and oh god <laughs> yeah he he was like in x-men 3 like he was like the the big guy in charge of the marvel licensing before like you know the rights went back to marvel on a lot of these characters so i don't know that guy's uh, everyone knows he's out of his mind so but anyway you know getting back to king kong like i re- do you remember there was a kong cartoon in like the late 90s early 2000s also yeah i don't really have fond memories of that cartoon either but this looks even worse than that oh no kong. it does but like it's far like i thought the the cartoon from like the 90s or whatever was um like i thought it was unlicensed and that's why it was called kong and not king kong and like is that what's going on here like is this like an official thing or like like kong king of the apes yeah but then like the movie that's coming out is kong skull island and i'm like pretty sure that's like a real king kong movie so i don't know like there because there's been a few like unlicensed things like there was um there was a straight to video like uh musical animated movie that was like a remake of king kong but it was just called the mighty kong it was really bad um (laughs) at the end instead of uh shooting him off the empire state building they like catch him in a net and like send him back to skull island yeah it sounds that sounds about right i'll probably i'll probably make you watch it for this podcast yeah, my eyes are going to bleed. But this this is the official synopsis. I, I, I feel like we have to read this to do it any sort of justice. <laughs> so it says, in the year 2050, an evil scientist is about to unleash an army of robotic dinosaurs. <laughs> now, <laughs> now it's up to Kong and friends to fight back and save the day. And the picture is of King Kong wearing a jetpack flying around the city. <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> Don't even understand this. Why? So this is about... I mean, like, King Kong Lives, which, by the way, I love, and we'll have to talk about that later. Oh, man. Uh, is definitely a better rendition of Kong than this is ever going to be. So, that that I mean, I, I think we can pretty much leave it at that. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going on with King Kong. I I don't know. King Kong in a jetpack. I, I, I don't... Yeah. I don't okay. know. All right, we're we're gonna have to do like a King Kong Lives commentary or something. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Because because <laughs> secretly, like I know that movie is terrible in about every fashion, but I love it. Like it's just one of those movies that that's so bad it's good kind of thing. But anyway, let's talk about let's talk about the uh, Godzilla resurgence slash Shin Gojira trailer because. All right. Yeah. Well. Well. First, do you want? Did you watch that like behind the scenes thing on the like real King Kong movie that's coming out? Oh no, I did not see that yet. Oh, need to okay. Fill me in on that. Yeah, uh, I guess like it was like uh, they showed it on the MTV Movie Awards. Oh, or whatever. you know what? Okay, yeah, I, I I did actually see that. It it looked, I mean, it looked pretty interesting, but I don't feel like it showed like a ton of substance behind what. Besides, like, yeah, the, the it, it kind of just like showed you who was in it and like kind of like got you familiar with like the setting, which is like a uh, Vietnam, which is gonna be. I don't know. I I just I'm just wondering like what like direction they're going with that cuz that I don't know like it's an interesting place to set a King Kong movie. Yeah, you you got to figure cuz so the backdrop is this is setting the stage for Godzilla versus King Kong eventually cuz you have Godzilla 2 coming out what 
in 20, what, 18, right? Um, so, I think that's 20... Godzilla yeah, yeah, it's 2018. 2018 yeah, and yeah. then two years after that, Godzilla versus King Kong. So you got to figure that this is going to have some references to Monarch, which is the organization that had, like, in, in the Godzilla 2014 film, kind of discovered the, yeah. the Godzilla that existed. So I'm kind of figuring that's going to be the backdrop here, maybe. But yeah. that's about all I can figure. The only thing that I saw that was pretty cool in the whole um, MTV clip were the giant bones that they showed, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of nifty. Yeah, like uh, I think that kind of answers the question everyone had of like, well, King Kong's smaller than Godzilla. How are they going to fight? <laughs> like, it's, you yeah. just make King Kong bigger and no one cares. Yeah, exactly what Go- Toho did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People act like no, they've never done it before. Um. And uh, it, it things got an awesome cast too, like yeah, there's a there's a ton of pretty awesome actors in this film. You have uh, Samuel L. Jackson, John Goodman, John C. Riley, Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, um, two of the guys that were in Straight Outta Compton who were really good in that are in it. Uh, I don't know, it's got it's got a pretty interesting cast for like for a movie like this like there's it's got a more of a like a name roster than Godzilla did yeah which kind of sucks for Godzilla but, yeah. kinda, but I'm I'm really Do you think they did that because they felt like Godzilla was like a bigger like sell I don't know though I mean I feel like uh, it's been so long since I mean Kong 2005 I, I feel like that movie did all right at the box office. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, it did. It did all right. It, I, th- I think it like kind of underperformed, but I, you know, it, it was, it did a modest enough business. I think. Yeah, I mean this this cast is pretty awesome though. There's pretty much nothing but A-listers on this entire cast. Yeah, you think um, now? Do you think we'll get a post-credit scene to to Godzilla or something like that? Because they're like shared now. Like they can do that now. See, that's what I'm thinking. Actually, is there's there's going to have to be like a flash forward scene to like present day, tying in Godzilla somehow. That would be my guess. Tying in Godzilla too, maybe. I mean that that would be the the Avengers kind of thing that they're they're setting up, right? This sort of global conflict that every movie's trying to do now. Yeah. So I, I would imagine that's what they're going for. Yeah. Um, but okay, no, we can talk about that Godzilla resurgence trailer. Um, uh, just based on how people have reacted, I don't know, maybe we'll, our thoughts might be a little unpopular, I'm thinking, <laughs> but... Poss- like, possibly, I could uh, see that. I don't know, like, the first time I saw it, I was, like, really excited, and, uh, and I think that's probably just because it was like, whoa, like, a new Godzilla trailer, and then, like, the more I watched it, the more I just kind of... Uh, I mean, I, it's it's more. I know you have some some concerns creatively, but for me, like my big thing right now is I I honestly feel like it looks really cheap and it, like it almost like a fan film. Like it it has that like shot on digital like really way too bright kind of look to it that a lot of movies like. In the early 2000s, when people, like, independent filmmakers were first starting to, like, experiment with digital film, like, it looks like that, and then, like, the way Godzilla moves, like, the thing is, this isn't all CGI Godzilla, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get to in a minute, but, like, I, why does he move the way he moves? Like, he moves, like, really <laughs> stiff, like, he looks Poor like a parade, <laughs> yeah, he looks like a parade float, it, it, like, 
that he's just like kind of floating and not walking and i like i i I, from what i heard like who knows if this is like the truth or whatever but from what i heard at least the rumor is that once they you know decide to do it all cg they made him move that way on purpose so he would look like he was like a a guy in a suit or whatever which I guess I can kind of understand why you would want to do it. Like, for example, like, the Lego movie, at least from my understanding, was all CG, but they wanted the characters to move, like, stop motion. So, like, I get, like, I kind of get the aesthetic behind doing that. Especially because, like, I guess I guess what happened was they built a gigantic puppet, like, kind of like the Colossal Titan in the Attack on Titan movie. Just a giant, huge puppet that took three people to operate, and they just couldn't get it to work, like, at all. And Toho was like, okay, like, where's our movie? And <laughs> and, and, and and then they were just like, oh, well, screw it, we'll just do CG, do it in CGI. So I guess, like, that maybe that's their way of, like, having their cake and eating it, too, but I, I don't know. It, it, it looks f- funny to me, and... <laughs> And then, like, the, the, there's a few shots of practical effects, I think, in there that look pretty good, like, a uh, foot, like, coming through a building and stuff like that, but... Yeah, that was pretty sweet. But the one, the one practical effects shot in there that I can't get over, and that I honestly hate, and think looks terrible, and it's the one that, like, <laughs> I keep seeing, like, the most, is, like, the one people change, are changing their, like, Facebook profile yeah, pictures and cover photos to. <laughs> it's, it's the first shot of the trailer where, like, there's the puppet head that roars, and I just think it looks. <laughs> it looks like a. It looks like a legitimate hand puppet from the original movie. Like no, that, I'm that's... sorry. It it looks bad. Like it there's, does. And yeah. I'm all for practical effects and practical suits and puppets and stuff. And but, like even like you look at like Godzilla vs King Ghidorah, which was like 1993, and like the animatronic head they had for that, like was so detailed like it could curl its lip and like move its tongue in different directions and all that and like this one is just like it just, it it opens its mouth and its mouth looks like it's opening way too wide like it <laughs> it, it makes it it looks like a sock puppet or something like yeah like the, see here's the thing sometimes toho is known to use like basically throwaway footage in their trailers so I'm not entirely convinced that everything that we saw in the trailers is actually 100% CGI. Maybe I'm wrong. Because like, if you watch, there, the, there's one shot of Godzilla with like his tail, which, by the way, I don't understand, number one, why his tail is like so massively long. But number two, like the tip of his tail is apparently completely just fleshy. And it's like the flesh is completely exposed. And that part of the tail kind of like drifts behind his head in one of these shots. That shot actually looks pretty awesome. But you can see, like, the tail is obviously very CGI, and in the, in the and that looks like a prop. His face, his head, his body. Yeah. That, to me, looks like a prop. Um, so I feel like there's a couple shots in the trailer that might be like that terrible headshot yeah. we talked about I earlier. F- I feel like a lot of, like, the close-ups and stuff might might still be practical. But, like, uh, I couldn't really tell when I was watching it on my phone, which is, like, the, the how I watched it the first couple times. But then when I watched it on my laptop, like bigger screen like i could definitely tell like that the parts where he like is walking uh, along the the city and stuff like yeah i could definitely tell that was cgi yeah his, his walking motion look doesn't it looks like he's gliding yeah. and, and it, it's a really quick sh- and, and that's what worries me about this movie is if, if you're gonna capture godzilla moving and have him walk you have to capture it the way that either an animal would or the way that a guy in a suit would and if they don't do that right, 
it's going to look bad. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to go back to like Godzilla moving and only capturing him from like his waist up. Because, because if you don't do that, then it's just going to look hokey. And it's going to go from Godzilla being terrifying or scary or this nightmare version of Godzilla that they're going for to this really hokey and cheesy version of Godzilla. It's like trying to make a scary movie and ultimately you get something that's so cheesy that everybody laughs at it, which is the opposite of what I think they're going for. Yeah, like this is obviously supposed to kind of be like an opposite take than the legendary movie, which is like, you know, a throwback to like the original, like more of a horror almost version, which like... And I I do kind of have to give them a little bit of credit, because how often have we heard a director of a Godzilla movie say, like, oh, we're taking this back to the original, like, this is going to be, like, dark, this Godzilla is going to be, like, uh, you know, super menacing, and this and that, like, who, how many people have said that now? Like, they said that in, like, 84, and GMK, and then uh, Gareth Edwards said it in 2014, but I do have to say, this seems to be the only one of those... From what I can tell, this seems to be the only one where, like, they were they actually meant it. Where, like, they're not like they they really want to make this like uh, a complete throwback to like the darker Godzilla. Like, and sure, but I'm just I don't know. I don't like the way it looks. That's really I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I'm still I still have like other hangups, but the, the way it looks is really it, it's bothering me a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get that. And, and let's talk about the design for a second, because when I first saw it, like I, I kind of hated it. And then the, just the overall, the, the tiny little T-Rex arms and like the, I, I thought it looked kind of just, I, I don't know, it didn't really look like Godzilla. And then uh, Banpresto is releasing this lottery figure, this this Godzilla toy that you can actually win. You pay like six bucks, and then you have a chance to win a couple different prizes, one of which is like this 13-inch Godzilla figure. Um and they released pictures of it, which gives us, honestly, the first really good look at the full Godzilla design, even even to some extent better than the trailer did. And the design as a whole kind of actually works when you see it that way anyway. And, and the design's kind of grown on me now for some reason. So I, I'm okay with the design. It's not my favorite design ever. But in the context of this movie, if the story holds up and if there's a reason Godzilla looks the way that he does, you know, with his, like, flesh rotting or whatever they're going for with his radiation poisoning or so to speak, then then I'm okay with it. But the execution of the of the design has to be flawless. If he's, like, gliding on air when he's walking and if his, every time he looks up at the, you know, and, and basically lets out some sort of roar, it's going to look, you know, just super cheesy and fake then that's going to be the issue. But overall, the, the trailer itself, it, it was okay. I just, I didn't understand either. The random shots of just people interacting with each other, you know? Like, there was no drama there. It was just Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't understand <laughs> why they chose to, like, give us so much footage of people talking and not, like, let us, like, hear... I mean, granted, we can't understand Japanese, but, I mean, just... For any, if whether you can or can't speak Japanese, like why, why did they give you so many, so like 80% of that trailer is people talking with music playing over it? Like, that's weird. Yeah, it was basically like a YouTube just uh music video, yeah, like that. That's that's what it seemed like. Which, by the way, I like the music, it didn't seem like it fit the trailer that well, but but the music itself, if that's actual music from the film, I, I'm okay with it because I mean, it, you know. 
uh, Fukubi's not around, obviously, to, to score the film. I don't want to see them continuously rehash the, the Godzilla score. I think it's time that people kind of... Yeah, I, 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 I wish people would get over that, too. Like, Yeah, so, like, if, if this is... If that was, like, the Godzilla theme or part of the theme in the film, like, I actually liked it quite a bit. It just didn't... To me, it didn't have, like, the dynamic tension um, that a trailer should have to get interest. But overall, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping the movie does really well. I hope this this kind of gives Toho the ability to to launch a series, um, and hopefully it, it does well. I mean, if, if the rumors are true about the about the film going over budget and having them do like you know reshoots and you know, scrapping two props and going all if if all that stuff is true, then this is going to be a really expensive movie for Toho, and I hope it doesn't bomb like uh, what was it Attack on Titan did because no nobody yeah. liked that movie in Japan, and and those went way over budget I, I believe as well. So that's that's one thing I, I really hope does not happen for this. Yeah, and um, I, I mean obviously I want the movie to be good. I'm sure I'll like it. Like honestly. Aside from the 98 Emmerich movie, like, the the only Godzilla movie I can say, like, I just don't like and I can't find anything rewarding in it is Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla. Like, even other movies that I really don't care for much, like Megaguirus, like, I can at least be like, okay, like, the last, like, battle is really fun. Like, like, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm sure I'll like it on some level, and... Um, I don't know, man. If 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 they're if they if because they're if they're gonna show this thing in IMAX theaters, like you can't be using that that hand puppet, <laughs> like. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be the that that would be sort of hilarious and terrible. I mean, just awful at the same time. But like, I would go there and shake my head as a fan, and also kind of like <laughs> die laughing at the same time. And it's just funny that they've resorted to. Uh, to like all cg because like wasn't like part of the point of this so like the japanese could do like their traditional one while we had ours like and now they're now they're doing all cg too yeah they, they wanted to do like a, the hybrid thing you know with uh yeah. and you know what if you've seen if you've seen attack on titan yeah because obviously the the same guys doing the, the special effects of gucci he, he the, the special effects in the movie really aren't bad i mean i like most of them for the it's most the only part, thing like, good in there yeah i mean like it, they, they work <laughs> So I was that that's what had me excited. I'm not a huge fan of Anno's work. Um not like just Evangelion drives me crazy. I know you and I have probably differing opinions yeah, on I I love like, Eva and uh, yeah, no, I want to like um like I said, we want to kind of get into all anything all all things related to giant monsters and Eva's like one of the only like animes that deals with giant creatures. So I I want to do like an Eva episode that we can save it for. I will say yeah. though like I get, like, some of the people's, like, complaints about the characters and, like, the, I guess, like, uh, like, dourness or whatever of Eva, but one thing is, like, even if you've just seen Eva, I think you can, you should, you can at least hopefully, like, see that Anno does know how to, like, do characters, like... Yeah, he he can he can write an interesting story for sure. The 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 issue that I'm the thing that I'm worried about is if you watch, and I'm, I'm going to take some of the cast from Attack on Titan, and you know part of that's not their fault, but like the source material, the an, the the anime characters, like the they were basically translated directly from the anime into the movie. Not so much the characters themselves, but like just kind of the over the top antics yeah. in the film. Well, hopefully that's actually something Anno can kind of like maintain because. Higuchi, who is like his co-director on here, he did the Attack on Titan movies, right. and like, 
I've seen those, and then I've seen his uh, remake of Sinking of Japan, um, which I'll also make you watch for this podcast. Um, and I, he just, I don't think he knows how to direct actors. He doesn't know how to, like, flesh out character. He doesn't know how to pace a movie. Like, he's, his effects are great. Like, the Gamera trilogy is, like, probably the best practical effects we've had in this whole genre, but... Oh, yeah. And he's a really cool guy, uh, super nice guy, but he's not a good director. Like, yeah, I, he's I think, bad. Well, <laughs> what, I, what, <laughs> what, what I'm worried about though is is the combination of like the the failures of the of the props and the CGI, and then take that with the combination of like a failure from a character perspective, and you have the recipe for just a total unmitigated disaster. I don't know. It, like, it's, it's like, do you think fans have just given up on the whole like, if it's not a guy, if it's not a guy in a suit, it's not Godzilla thing that was like big when the uh, legendary movie came out? Because like that was a huge controversy. There is like, if it's CG, it's not Godzilla. But then like that CG Gamera trailer came out, and then like this Godzilla is all CG. So like, have those people have are they just accepting it because it's Japanese or do you think they're just like okay this is just the way it is now and there's nothing we can do so we'll shut up like there there seems to be at least in my opinion from what I from interacting with people like on Facebook and forums and stuff there seems to be a very large proponent of people that like they're okay with anything that comes out of Japan but the second you put like an American stamp on it people just get upset like if you took the same Godzilla design from Godzilla Resurgence, and you made it an American Godzilla design, I think people would be mad. Well, the legendary Godzilla has more of a traditional Godzilla look than this one does, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I think if that Godzilla design had come from Japan, people would have been okay with it, but because it didn't, like people are just a little more dismissive. For, for whatever reason, I mean, right, wrong, and different, there just seems to be some sort of like natural bias to it. And, and and I I don't personally understand that you know. I, well, it's I, I just don't. like they always said like well like even the even like some of the like more hardcore fans that really liked the legendary one was like you know it's good but you know it doesn't have the miniatures or the or the 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 Godzilla suit but like now now even Japan is doing a CG Godzilla and like are people just giving up this fight like? Yeah, I think I think some well some of them are some some aren't. I've seen some people are like posting memes about like if there's not a suit the film is moot <laughs> like, <laughs> like somebody posted that on facebook oh right you know what i want to one thing i really forgot to say about why i don't think a lot of the godzilla footage in that trailer works is they did that thing where like instead of miniatures or instead of like even like a fully cg environment they did that thing where like they take the cg godzilla and put it over superimpose it over footage of like a real town so, like, it just looks, like, weird and unnatural. Like, whereas, yeah. whereas like, the old, guy, the old Toho movies, it was a guy, it was a practical suit and a practical miniature set. Then, like, the legendary movie, it's a CG Godzilla in a CG city. In this, you have a CG Godzilla in not even a, a fake city, like, in a real city. And, like, it just, whenever they do that, it always looks weird. Like, that's also what they did in uh, Ultraman the Next. And, like, I don't know, it just looks weird. Like, the characters don't seem to, like, be, like, 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 interacting properly with their surroundings. Like Yeah, like, with the tail that floats over people's head. And if you watch it, they're like, don't even know that it's going on. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, 
Like, I think, I think that actually is, like, gonna, I don't know, like, I could see that being a big problem, like, like, and and then, like, they do that thing in post where, like, they make it look like the camera's shaking, I don't know, like, Godzilla's been more popular in the U.S. than he has been in Japan in a real, like, it's been that way for, like, probably since, like, the mid-90s, so. Yeah, um, that's true. I mean that that's that's absolutely true. Let, let, so so let's talk about. I mean, what what made you get into Godzilla monsters in general? Anyway, what was the the reason that um, you kind of started watching the movies? How did you get into it? To begin All right. With? Well, uh, okay, yeah. So um, yeah, we can get into our main topic. And today we're just gonna kind of um, talk about how we each got into it and um, what we like about it and. Then, um, you know, then uh, that'll just kind of be like, I guess, our intro episode. So to answer your question, um, God, I feel like everyone has the exact same story. But um, for me, growing up, you know, I, um, from like the time I was like two till now, basically, like <laughs> I've always loved dinosaurs. So, um, so you know, as a kid, like, I I had tons of books and toys uh, about dinosaurs, and then, um, then one day, my mom, like, my mom, she brought me the old, like, uh, Imperial Godzilla figure. She actually gave me that one and a King Kong, uh, also the old Imperial King Kong figure. So she got me those, knowing, like, how much I like dinosaurs and stuff. And for, like, a little while, I, I had that, and, um, I had the Godzilla bubble blower that Imperial made. <laughs> yeah, that thing is awesome. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, those were just like, I was a little kid with a bunch of dinosaur toys, and those were just like more toys. Um, and then uh, every New Year's, like, we used to go to these things called video stores. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, rent a few movies on these things called VHS tapes. Um, and, uh, like, I was, I would always pick one, my brother would always pick one, and, um, one of the movies we rented was Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, and I was like, oh, like, I can finally, like, watch a Godzilla movie. Um, and that didn't quite go as planned, because I was probably, at this point, like, six years old, um, and before we put in Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla... Uh, this was so long ago. This might have actually been like when it first came on TV, but the uh, the remake of The Blob was on, <laughs> and I watched like the last like twenty minutes of that, and it scared the holy hell out of me. <laughs> like, and I was like, I was just petrified, and I didn't want to have anything to do with anything anymore, especially like something with monsters. So I was still freaked yeah. out from The Blob, and so for most of Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, I've just had my head in my mom's shoulders and I was like I'm not watching this and then like around like the and then and my mom was like it, it she was like just just watch it like it's like uh she's like it looks fake it's fine and like I was like nope nope and then like I don't know probably somewhere around like the last like 20 minutes I, I watched like the last 20 minutes and I was like oh <laughs> this isn't bad and then um shortly after that um when I went into second grade there was a kid in my class that really liked Godzilla movies and uh, he had, like, some of the same toys as me, and then, um, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot, like, this is a thing, and this is cool, and so I rented Godzilla vs. Gigan, and I loved it, and the, <laughs> the rest is really history, like, I, 
you know, this is before the internet, so, you know, you really just kind of had to go to different video stores and see what they had, and, like, that was actually, I love being, I love, like, a lot of the easy access, and I love the smartphones and the Facebook, the Wikipedia, stuff like that. I love that, I, that someone can just go to Wikipedia and type in Godzilla and see a list of every movie, every related movie, who directed them, what they're about, etc. But, like, I love, I, I have, like, a, I really do have a nostalgia for back when, like, I didn't know what was out there there and i would just you know like my grandparents and my mom used to just like take me to every video store within like a 40 minute radius just to see what else there was and you know so like that's how i just kind of gradually got into the movies and um and yeah like that's really that's really it like and that's like probably like my fondest childhood memory is just like discovering a Godzilla movie I never heard of. Like, I remember I came home from school one day and my grandpa was like, hey, I rented Son of Godzilla. And I was like, there's a Son of Godzilla? Like, <laughs> um, and then, like, my grandpa was, all, uh, like, a big movie guy and, like, he he used to get those, like, those big movie review books they used to have, like, Leonard yeah. Maltin's re- movie reviews. And I'd just, like, obsessively flip through them and try to find, you know, a Godzilla movie that I hadn't heard of. And... Like, that's really how I first saw the movies, and then I was lucky enough to kind of have, like, some comic stores nearby, and, um, like, one of them in the area used to get, like, these catalogs where you could, like, order, like, just toy dealers and stuff would advertise their stuff, and so, like, I discovered the Japanese Godzilla toys fairly quickly after, like, getting into them, like, when I was in, like, second grade. And because of that, like, I also discovered, like, the bootleg tapes of the 90s movies fairly early. Um, so, like, I, I, by the time I think Mechagodzilla, the Heisei Mechagodzilla came out, I was seeing them, like, um, I guess whatever, whenever they came out in, on video in Japan, like, a few months after, like, the bootleggers would get it. And I was kind of getting subtitled copies as they were, they were, like, being released, um, and, uh, yeah, like, I, that's how I found G-Fan at the same comic stores, and, you know, so I was lucky enough to kind of get in the loop on everything early, just a matter of timing. So that's how I got into it. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get your story, and then we'll talk about, like, I guess why we feel like we've stuck with this this long, because everything else I liked as a kid, like, aside from a few things here or there, like, I don't care about Ninja Turtles anymore, or Transformers, but, like... I'm still yeah. all about the Godzilla stuff. So, <laughs> so what's what's your story? What got you into this mess to begin with? Yeah, my my story is pretty similar. Um, pretty much from the time that I that I can remember, I think I was probably five years old. I had this uh, Godzilla, not Godzilla, but this this dinosaur stamp book. So you had these little dinosaur figurines, and you you dipped dipped them in like ink, and then you'd go and you stamp them on stuff. And uh, because of my love for dinosaurs and like telling my my family I wanted to become a paleontologist when I got old, um, uh, my dad said, "Hey, I want to show you this dinosaur movie." And he showed me Godzilla 1985. And I will tell you that movie scared the crap out of me. Um, I, I literally, for like a year after watching it, every time it stormed or thundered or lightning, I, I thought Godzilla was going to come and get me. Like I, I could not <laughs> watch. I couldn't watch the movie without somebody in the room but I, I rented it like 12 times on vhs we'd go to this place called west coast video i don't know why we just didn't buy it but i'd have to have somebody <laughs> watch it with me and um pretty much after that i was like on a never-ending quest to buy every godzilla videotape i could find and uh you know got the trends masters toys and um 
the the com- I also had a comic book store, and they also carried like G Fan, and then like by the time the the '90s rolled around, you had like the Dark Horse comics that came out, and then you had a lot of Godzilla merchandise that was coming through with like the '98 films. And I did not know anything about the the '90s movies, um, and I actually didn't even have access to all the the, uh, the shower films either. So like, I was constantly finding out there were new Godzilla films. And then I remember when I was in uh, probably I don't know like sixth or seventh grade, I found the Ian Thorne book, the Godzilla book that had everything like through the seventies. Oh yeah, had- yeah. That's uh, <laughs> I I went to the library too and like would get like any monster book I could find. And yeah, that was definitely something I checked out like a hundred times. I actually checked that book out so many times that my grandparents ended up just taking it to a copy place and copying and laminating the whole book for me. And like, I realized that book is so terrible. Like there's so much misinformation in there, but like, I actually still have that like cheap laminated copy of it on my bookshelf. Like just, it's like one of my most prized possessions from my childhood. Like, especially now that my grandparents aren't with us anymore. Like, you know, that's that's awesome that <laughs> they did that. But yeah, but yeah, that, that, did you do you did that book actually like Yeah, like it kind of ruined Destroy All Monsters for me because I had this massive like expectation of how how great that movie was gonna be and then when I finally saw it I was like eh. <laughs> like it didn't it didn't really like register like how, how good that film could be. But um it, it like I found out about all these different monsters, these different films that Godzilla was in and so I had to go track them down. And so, like every time I go to the, go to any video store, I would go and I'd run right, you know, and look for the Godzilla. Like, look, look at the G. Let's see if I can find some Godzilla films. Let's go to see if they have Godzilla versus the Swag Monster. That was actually one of the last Godzilla films that I ever found. Um, so, aside from that, like I I saw the uh, the Robert Marrero book, which by the way is probably worse than the Ian Thorne book. Yeah, I, that I one's like, really bad too. That that one, I uh, that's another one I still like. I still have. Yeah, I have that too, and it's it's terrible. It's it has so much uh, pretty pretty bad information in it. But like I, I read those books so many times, and then uh, finally after Godzilla '98 came out, like they started releasing all the films in America, all the you know the '90s films and mm-hmm. everything, and that's you know pretty much all she wrote. And then after that, like I started buying some figures, and um, yeah, I mean I, I've been doing this now. You know, I'm going on I'm, I'm 30, and same here. So <laughs> we've been Godzilla fans for 25 years, and I don't really see myself stopping. Like it's going to be yeah. something that that I'll probably carry with me uh, t- till I die. I mean, that's going to be w- the the best memories that I have as a kid were always tied to Godzilla, and I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I've stayed a fan is because like you know one of the first movies I remember was Godzilla 1985, and that's going to always remind me of my father. So like it's stuff like that, like the nostalgia factor too, that I think I really appreciate about yeah. the character. For me, yeah, the nostalgia factor is a big one. Um, but I don't know. It resonates with me in a way that like I don't know, like I'm not as nostalgic for like other things I used to like when I was a kid. And I think part of that is like um just these movies or like this genre in general. I think that um there is a lot to kind of like reevaluate when you get older and uh like um for example like the a lot of the movies have some kind of like social issue that's being addressed or um even like you know if you if you get really into film like you start to look at things like the 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 practical effects and things like that and like um and you can really kind of like 
reevaluate a lot of the movies uh for better or worse based yeah. on things like that is just kind of like a s- movie guy i think the godzilla fandom kind of like uh i think once people get out of like once people hit like like 16 or 17 i think that it kind of like you 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 you're, you kind of like become one of two different types of fans you become someone who either um kind of more than um like the uh the the movies themselves you start to kind of be a fan of like what they were to you when you were a kid and then you start just collecting uh like the toys and stuff or you become like a big film like a like like um fan and you kind of like you know, you learn about all the different directors, all the different effects technicians, the screenwriters, and you kind of reevaluate and watch future movies like with that kind of mindset. I kind of definitely fall into the the latter category, like um, because like you notice like Godzilla fans that are older, like they really don't. I don't want to say they don't care, but they don't have much to say about any any of the movies that were made after maybe like the late 80s. Yeah. And that's... it's not it's not just that they don't like them, it's just the there's just like a complete lack of like interest almost. And those are always the ones that like have like the biggest toy collections like and I, I think it's I think I think they kind of are more uh, they're more a fan of the nostalgia that Godzilla brings to them than they are the actual movies themselves anymore and i'm not even saying that's like a bad thing i'm just saying like that's something that i've noticed like as i've gotten older that you either kind of get into the movies more or you get into the collecting side and just kind of like the nostalgia of how it quote-unquote used to be all the time and for me i mean like godzilla was my gateway drug into like science fiction and just like the world of movies, really. I mean, the only things that I were re- I was a really big fan of before Godzilla were Batman and Superman, and the movies and shows that um, about them back in like the eighties and nineties. And I still love Batman and Superman, but like without Godzilla, I probably wouldn't have checked out Star Wars or like you know Harryhausen movies or you know, a Jurassic Park or multiple things. And, um, and without, if I hadn't done that, like I w- probably wouldn't have started watching horror movies. I never would have seen like evil dead or anything. Like that's another huge thing of mine is horror. And so like, and I don't know. And then if I never just started watching a ton of horror movies, I never just would have gotten into movies in general because once I was in college, I was starting to look at like Scorsese and Kurosawa and, so, I don't know, it all kind of leads back to Godzilla in a way. And so, the older I've gotten, the less I've cared about the merchandise, and the more I've kind of cared about, like, looking at the movies and being like, okay, how did they do that effect? Or, you know, who 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 wrote this one? What director did this one? What other movies has this director done? Like, Yeah, I get that. I think, for me, it's kind of weird to look back at the films and, and, and see how your opinion has changed. Because I did not like a lot of the like original early '60s films when I was a kid, um, and now they're you know like Monsters Ear was probably my favorite Godzilla film, and, and that you know f- figuring out which one I liked the most is kind of I would say it's uh, kind of a fluid process. But like I watch that film now and it's just 
it's it kind of has everything that a Godzilla film should have. It has like the alien invaders. It's got other monsters. It's um, it, you know, has space travel. Like it's got all the crazy science fiction stuff that, that a lot of the Godzilla films have. But when I first saw it, like, I was kind of like, eh, you know, I was more about the, the darker Godzilla films. Like I loved Godzilla 1985 and Biolante and, um, yeah. one that, um, one that I, you know, I, I always, I've always loved Monster Zero, but one that I've, I've kind of like have a similar experience with, like, I liked it when I was a kid, but now that I'm older, it's one of my favorites is Godzilla vs. Biollante. Like, that's one of my favorites. I don't yeah, know I still why. Love that one too. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why it resonated with me so, so much more when I was older, but like, I like it way more now than I used to. That's probably my number two or three. Like, my my top three would have to be Monster Zero, Biollante, and actually Terror of Mechagodzilla. I, those three, for whatever reason, and for completely different reasons, to be to be honest. <laughs> Um, but Biolanti was like, that was the one that, that you had it like Suncoast video when it first came out was like, you know, $25 on VHS, which is stupid, <laughs> stupid to think about now. But, um, yeah, that, I, I love that movie still. I, I think it probably has some of the best special effects work, which is really sad to think about too, because that movie was, you know, the, the second, uh, Hesse film to, to come out and has much better effects work in that film than like you know, Destroyer, you know, Mechagodzilla, even. Yeah, which I, I think there's various reasons for that we'll get into. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, there's some very specific reasons, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, yeah we'll get into those on the, once we cross that bridge. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of like uh, just why I like it now. And also, like, Again, going back to, like, stuff that you can pick up when you're older, like, I mean, like, we already said, like, this isn't going to be just about Japanese monster movies, this podcast, but one of the things that I think is the best quality and one of the most unique qualities to Japanese monster movies is, like, they're so insistent on their monsters just being, like, unbeatable. And I really do think that's a cultural thing, because Japan is, like, that's in such an interesting place that, like... Mother Nature is almost always trying to, like, wipe Japan off the face of the earth, like, with earthquakes and tsunamis, and I think that, that that's, I think that kaiju is kind of, like, their way of, like, filtering that into, into like, a, a monster movie. Like, these monsters are living earthquakes and volcanoes and, and tsunamis. Like, one, once they're there, you just kind of have to, like, deal with it and hope that it ends soon like it's it's not like you know the american monster movies where scientists have to like figure out a way to to kill the monster at the very last minute by like trapping it somewhere or something like that like or or just like a lot of the time american monster movies they just end up corner like they just end up cornering the monster somewhere and shooting it with like a <laughs> like and like the Japanese really like when when one of their monsters is in the middle of the city it's like wow like it sucks like you there's nothing you can do like you can't put it down with any kind of like normal weaponry like i i don't know that that's something that i continuously find fascinating also is just like what these movies say about like Japan as a culture, and you know it's a ve- they're a very different, very foreign culture. And I mean, some of these movies like really get into like weird cultural stuff that I don't even like. Like Gamera Three, like has all that like weird mysticism stuff that like I don't yeah. think makes like I don't think that makes any <laughs> sense. But I feel like if you're Japanese, like I feel like 
I don't know. You probably understand it better. So, yeah, like, and so so does so does GMK. Yeah. Too with all the the destruction of the uh, uh, little shrine things or whatever. And, and you know the other thing about Godzilla films that I especially like, and, and the monster films really in general, is that they use A list Japanese actors, whereas mm-hmm. like here you have science fiction um, or horror films or whatever, and you get a lot of like actors who are lesser known starting out their careers, or basically you just don't know anything yeah. about actors. And, yeah, even and, if you look at like. I mean, obviously, you have, like, the universal stuff, like, Lugosi and Karloff were, like, A-list at the time, but, like, if you look at, like, their, the giant monster movies here, you, like, the biggest name they could get is, like, like, John Agar. I don't know if you know who John Agar is, but he sucks, but, <laughs> but like, but, yeah, like, you had, like, uh, actors share, sharing, like, um, yeah. like... Seven Samurai. Yeah, actor. yeah, Seven and Samurai. Got, no, like, I mean... You have you have very good actors and actresses, and another thing too is like the the women in the Godzilla films are actually strong characters, especially for that time period. Like yeah. you, you don't necessarily see that in American cinema here at, for the yeah. same time. Yeah, you really don't. Like um, I don't know, Ashiro Honda especially was like very progressive and like all about like social equality and stuff. I think a lot of the things that he did were kind of ahead of their time. Um, and obviously, like, his friendship with Kurosawa is, like, a big thing and, like, how they were able to get a lot of the same actors. Kurosawa used to tell uh, actors, like, um, that he really liked, like, don't work for anyone else. But he always said, like, if if they're working on a Honda movie, it's probably going to be good. So <laughs> go for it. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, it, it it is, like, weird that... I don't know. Like, that there's really not a whole lot of U.S sci-fi movies that are able to get the same people that are in like yeah i don't know i'm just trying to think of like something big here it'd be like if um oh crap i can't think of a comparison but it it would be if like like colin firth or like one of those like stuffy british actors showed up in like skull island like like you know like it it's it's not something that you see very much yeah and and I think too, like one thing for me is um, with just Godzilla in general, it, it kind of was uh, like I love. Well, I'm fascinated by. I don't love. I'm fascinated by World War II, and that ties directly into like Godzilla, the atomic bombings, and, and things like that. And you know, like the the first movie, and we'll, we'll talk, obviously this is something we're going to cover probably later on. But like the first movie had a message that was important i mean like the godzilla films have some context and some meaning like some of the later films may not have as much but some of the first films have some some depth to them they're not just like i don't know they're, they're not just b science fiction film like they, they have they have actually have some some depth to them once you actually watch them and that's one thing i actually appreciate about them whereas here like some b science fiction films you just they're there for to, for strictly for the entertainment and that's kind of all you get out of it but yeah. for Godzilla, it's a little bit more than that. Yeah, like, I don't know, it's it's kind of like the same reason we watch, like, something like Dawn of the Dead, or, like, you know, there's something underneath it also. It's not just, like, a, a genre movie. Yeah, exactly. Even King Kong versus Godzilla, which is, like, a silly movie, like, I mean, that's that's part of the point, is, like, there's a lot of, like, satire of, like, the 60s in that movie. Which I guess we'll we'll get into that on its own episode. Have you seen the Japanese version? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I actually, I actually own that. Okay, all right, because that's not available here. So, 
Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of like what it, what, what this means to us, I guess. Um, yeah, like, I, I think that's really like what, also, I don't know, like, were you, I guess we, we should mention this a little bit, because I hear a lot of people say, like, when they were younger, like, they were picked on for being a Godzilla fan. I don't know if I just lucked out, but, like, no one ever really <laughs> seemed, no one ever seemed to care. Like, um. I, I was a tiny bit, but like I also gave a presentation on Godzilla in the ninth grade, and <laughs> like <laughs> I, I like I did, I, I gave a presentation about the original film and kind of the context behind it, um, and I got some weird looks from people. But I mean, that's just yeah, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. If anything, someone would be like, "Oh, that's like a weird thing to be into," but like, like yeah, I, I, even as an adult, like when I tell people that, they're just like, "Oh." Okay, like, and, li- and, like, a lot of the friends I've made over the years, like, I've been able to, like, introduce a lot of them into the movies, rather than them being like, oh, that's weird, that's stupid. Like, I've had a lot of friends, like, wa- like start watching, like, like, watch them with me, and they, they, like, started to enjoy them. I don't know, I, I don't know, I, I, maybe some people are over-exaggerating, but I don't know, I never really had, like, a, a problem. One of the greatest joys I have now is, like, I'm, I'm a father and my son is two, and he now will run around the house and he'll start like roaring like Godzilla and he'll sit down and he won't, you know, sit through a whole movie, but he'll, he'll like sit on my lap and he'll actually sit down and watch a, watch Godzilla on TV with me and stuff. And, yeah. and that's something that, you know, I hope to introduce him to. And, um, but you know, I, I think Godzilla, hopefully the new movie kind of going back to that full circle here, like hopefully the new movie can kind of, Re, like reinvigorate the the franchise not only in Japan but like we have another like six well you know four years I guess the movies playing out we have the Godzilla two King Kong versus Godzilla hopefully we get some stuff launched in Japan where you know Shin Goji can uh, start I I don't know if it's gonna be a one off or if they're gonna launch sequels or what they're gonna do but you know I'm hoping that my son can grow up and actually look forward to seeing movies actively made it kind of the way that we've been able yeah. to do. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like at this point like Godzilla's the 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 highest has the most out of any like licensed movie franchise. It's got the record for the most entries. I feel like I mean they're probably going to be keep making them forever at this point. Just like yeah. Batman, Superman movies, like they're always going to be around. All right, I mean do we have anything else uh, we need to touch on? No, I think we pretty much covered everything. Yeah, I mean, the, the our next few, epi- or, well, I don't know, in the future our episodes will be, um, you know, more focused just because we'll have, like, a particular topic. This was just our intro episode, just kind of letting you know who we are and why we're doing this, and, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we're going to start right with the Godzilla series, so... I think next up um, we'll be kind of doing a, a recap of the Showa days and kind of talking about that. And um, yeah, so that's what we have in store next time. Uh, this was just uh, the intro episode, and hopefully people enjoyed it. And they'll be uh, they'll be coming back. It's all uphill from here, right? We hope. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, I guess uh, we will. Bid farewell. Um, So, uh, I guess, good night, everybody. See ya. See ya.